Here we are. We are back live in person for episode 81. Welcome back to All Over the Place. I am Jim Flanagan, joined by the birthday boy I remembered this year, Pat McGann. Pat, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Thank you so much. What a nice... It's nice to be recognized. That's that's nice. I, I was not trying to lay it. You know, I don't have it out there. You don't. You intentionally don't have it on Facebook. It's not or intentional. Anything. Happy it's not, birthday. Not intentional. I didn't say that. Thank I just you, said buddy. the birthday boy. Happy birthday. I'm I, feeling good. 45. Let's go. Yeah, baby. He's I always back. hated Jordan in that number until this year. Now that picture, that looks good. Yeah, that's you. That's you. You should have set a one-page press conference when you got back from uh, Irvine. Just sent me a note that just said, I'm back. I did. You didn't, your your fax machine was not plugged in. <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of the listeners that reached out to me to remind me that this was your birthday. Oh, is uh, that right? Multiples. Like, <laughs> like we got to help them out. A lot of brims on the case on this one. So thanks to everyone who decided to remind me that uh, March 16th is Pat McGann's birthday, which is now in my phone calendar. It's not going anywhere. We're clipping that right there, Brims. That that soundbite right there. I don't know if you heard it, Jim. March sixteenth is Pat McGann's birthday. <laughs> May that is right. 16th. You still fucked it up. I'm an idiot. Unbel- the the big birthday. Hey, let me take the intro. It's late. Let me take the intro. It wasn't even planned. I, I don't want to screw it up this year. It wasn't even planned. I called you at midnight, or I texted you at midnight in uh, in Irvine, California, where you were. I wanted to be like first on the list because I wanted to make sure you knew that I did not forget it this year. Dude, you were. I mean, I got it was like right at twelve oh two. I was just getting <laughs> right. Calm down. It was twelve o'clock on the <laughs> dot. Don't do that. Don't give me twelve oh two bullshit. <laughs> it was I and because you didn't mention it at all, mm-hmm. so I, I was really banking on like, oh my god, if he forgets again, this would be so great <laughs> for the old uh, for the podcast. I had a plan. I didn't know you were going to be out of town, and that's my fault. I didn't really check with you. I had a plan. I was going to do a one-car birthday parade uh, for when I came up for the podcast. I had a couple thoughts. The one thought was I was just going to decorate half the car, but not the side of the car that you'd see when I pulled in. <laughs> so you'd think I didn't know about it. And then turn around. And then, and then do then a I U-turn turn at, around that, and at the then, corner. Uh, and then Beautiful. Have it, all, uh, have it all gussied up, if you will. But then, you know, thankfully you weren't here, so I didn't have to do any actual work. Well, hey, you, you're making me feel special. The Brims, I got a couple notes from Brims as well. And then I had, um, you know, the connects from home. Because being on the road for your birthday is not the best. Had dinner with Andy Woodhull and Andy Hendrickson before uh, the Sunday night show in Irvine. Had a nice week out in Irvine. What a crew that is. Good to be back on the road, but, uh, you know, a little bit different. Yeah, how were those shows? Shows were good, yeah. Good. Sebastian dropped in on Friday and Saturday. What, he did, what, what? Uh, yeah, so he closed both shows out each night. That's awesome. And because um, he just announced the tour dates, and it's all coming together, it seems like, you know? I love it. So uh, you, and you mentioned that here. You mentioned you might have a special guest. You gave a little Easter egg to the Brim I left lights. a little nugget out there. I don't know if anyone harvested that nugget. That's great, man. And took advantage Read through the lines. But that's what you Maybe. get. You know what you get here, Pat? I'm just going to say it. I've always said this. You get the straight dope on this podcast. That's right. That's what I've always bit felt. Of insider information. Speaking of notes from Brims, can I just jump into this real quick? Did you see our new review? No. 
Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, just I, just since we're talking about nice things from the Brimleys, uh, this is our friend Izzy. Izzy said, hilarious as always. Almost drove off the road laughing when you two were discussing the mirrored band signs won at carnivals. My husband has two hanging in our garage, and these are awesome, Patrick. Night Ranger and Ario Speedwagon. Beautiful. <laughs> Vintage early 80s. Thanks for all the laughs. I love this show. I mean, those are staples of... Every carnival in the nineteen nine in the early nineties, Night Ranger and Ario, come on! I could picture them on the the garage wall, and they look beautiful. <laughs> Stay on the road, don't drive off the road. You have a beautiful garage when you get back. <laughs> don't you want to see those again? <laughs> drive safely, Izzy. <laughs> so, dude, um, I will say I reflected a little bit on my birthday, okay. and um, if you we're paying attention to the day, the White Sox comeback victory, bottom of the ninth. Unreal. On the birthday. On the birthday. Little present it's a great feeling you. when the when your team wins on your birthday, right? You want you don't want your team to lose on your you birthday. Don't want your team to lose on your birthday. It's a special they're doing it for you, right? Of course. I had a hand in that. Absolutely. On your day. And then um they confirm this UFOs are real. Unbelievable. So I'm thinking if someone shook me years ago and said, dude, yeah, this is a good birthday. 21. But when you turn 30, 45, you're going to, they're going to tell you that UFOs are real <laughs> and no one's going to be talking about it. And the socks are going to win one. <laughs> How? Pull walk off, off, walk off style. Come on. Same right. day. I mean, it was a, it was a heavy day. Real heavy day. How you uh, how you feeling about this UFO news? So, I mean, to the point where I didn't know about it until uh, you showed me the video just a few minutes ago. I was unaware of it. I was uh, living in my bubble. Um, big news. Well, I saw something last year come out about it, and there's been like a lot of jokes about it too. How it's not really catching on. Uh huh. Like people just aren't really. The reaction is not what you would think, right? Because of everything else pressing in the world, how yeah. insane everything is now. But uh, yeah, 60 minutes last night. I mean, you saw it just now, the piece, like they have the, uh, the government is pretty much saying that it's, I mean, it's just, what is happening? I don't know. Because a couple of weeks ago, I was like, people need to stop with these conspiracy theories. <laughs> and now I'm like, dude, UFOs are real. You see how it happens? They are. You they, see how you it see happens? The, did you see the footage? Did you see? Did you see this guy with the two-tone shirt and the giant goatee telling us? If it's true. The guy that used to work for the government. Think about this. If you if this was about anything else and someone was telling you the story, you'd be like, and this person works for the government? You'd be like, well, he used to. But then they defunded the program. And it's like, you'd be like, well, they have an axe to grind, right? Like if you if this wasn't about UFOs and you were just being told about this. Yeah, but all this happened before that. Very true. I mean, and then there's a lot more. There's there's some very interesting uh, perspectives on it from uh, from people involved as well. But the the first point is that he made that they're not denying it. Right. They're also admitting that there are UFOs. Yeah. Well, there's UAPs. UAPs is their acronym. But it's basically it's an unidentified object. Like UFO is as we see it, right? Like you think of a spaceship or something. This we don't know. Right? right, it's just something that's just unidentified. We don't know what it is. What's really messed up is they're like some of them just like rotate and spin, and there's no like exhaust. Yeah, there's no plume, if you will. 
Yeah, they're saying whatever they have is better. I'm thinking it might be us from the future coming back. Oh, man. To see, like, maybe something great is about to happen. Maybe we're all just one big TV show. I I think Earth is a podcast, actually. (laughs) What if. Welcome to All Over the Earth. It just turns out it's just one big podcast. (laughs) Mark Marin is God. (laughs) Dude, no, I want to go back to the. thought that if they are real Mm -hmm. and if they have this technology that they have what they're saying right going 13,000 miles an hour dropping what 80,000 feet in a second yeah all these things and then they they had eyewitness stuff yeah and a couple of it four people so whatever's out there they're ahead of us right Mm -hmm. I mean I was again on my flight today like I I would love to be going 13,000 miles an hour I would be home you know Mm mm-hmm would have come home after the show last night. Absolutely. I wouldn't have stayed over, try and crash. I mean, I like the double tree cookie, which, by the way, I think that it, that's a nice touch. Post-pandemic, you go to the double tree now, they give you a cookie when you when you check in. What do you mean now? Isn't that so nice? Like, it, like you don't think they've always done that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Okay. I'm kidding. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did no one like you before? No one gave you that cookie? I was like, thanks, guys. Thanks for trying to bring us all together. This is a good idea. Like we've always done that. Oh, more now than ever. You know? <laughs> Start spouting them off. So much so, I noticed that they in the lobby when they build a double tree, mm-hmm. they put in like a deposit box heater right behind the check-in. Yeah. Years from now, archaeologists are going to be like, Dude, "Well, this was you know what this is double tree. This was a double tree. This, this was a, a place where sad business people stayed. <laughs> That's right." And they gave them a cookie. Yeah. Now it had nuts in it. So if your kid had a peanut allergy, they couldn't have one. But that's the risk they take at the Double Tree. <laughs> Very true. It's not allergy friendly. It's not allergy friendly. But they give no fucks. <laughs> They're like, this ain't a grade school. You know what I'm saying? You're not canceling the Double Tree cookie. <laughs> we can't just have a walnut and a cookie anymore? Is that so bad? It is a good cookie. It's a real good cookie. If your kid has allergies, I'll take them. Absolutely. I'll take theirs. Have you ever. Uh, have you ever asked for a second one? Well, I was there for five nights. Okay. I, I had two while I was there. All right. That's not bad, really. I know. It was, uh, that was, that was discipline. That's a low total. Yeah. I would have had, I mean, I was talking about in one night asking for a second cookie. <laughs> you had two total. That is impressive. You eat one for each tree. <laughs> I do. Every day. Dude, um. Back to the UFOs. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to derail that. If they are observing us, I mean, obviously they've they've come here, right? And they've been friendly. Yeah. Right. That's that's the uh, the the pickle we're in. Is um, it's like well, we just have to be friends with these people. What what could go wrong? We're we're so good at that here. <laughs> Everyone gets along here on Earth. I mean. Is there any chance that, you know, any, I don't know, because we don't know what this is from, right? So there there are thoughts that it, like, might be from another country. But then when you get to the speed numbers and everything you were talking about, obviously that's not very likely. Like, is there any chance that there is something out there that's more advanced than us, but we're just that fucked up to watch? And they just want to observe it? Maybe. Or are they just, like, learning our habits so they know how to destroy us? I hope that we're not bothering anyone out there with this conversation. But this is this is real. Maybe we need to just hand out this assignment, 
check out the 60 Minutes piece on the UFOs. We don't want to linger. And Mm-mm. we're in our basement. It's late. It probably sounds like we just <laughs> it's, it's the wrong had, time. you know, 50 milligrams <laughs> starting to contemplate everything. This is the wrong podcast. This isn't the normal one. I'd much rather be talking about this lava lamp <laughs> that we're looking at. I can't believe you got so many black lights down here. When did those come in? <laughs> If you had to describe like the, you know, 90s era pothead decorations room, like yeah. what, what do you think? Or not even just pothead, but like the, what was the college decor? What were you guys hanging up? Because did you guys ever hang up like the cases? Like you'd finish a case of beer and then you would, oh, you would actually, they yeah. you'd hang up the case. Yeah. No, I saw that though when we went to Dayton is where I saw that. They still had it on the wall of your old place. Are you serious? That's the first time you'd ever seen that? Yeah. Like putting them on the wall, that seems unnecessary. Like wallpaper you know? it. Yeah. But it's funny because people do it like, oh, these are wine corks and I made this shelf, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is very it's... much like having the, the, the wine cork <laughs> wreath. <laughs> saving all the yes but somehow when it's cardboard cases of milwaukee's best it doesn't it doesn't you know look as aesthetically pleasing uh, no we wouldn't do that i grew up right in that grunge early 90s era right so like your college obviously my high school same time frame so there was a lot of that lava lamp black light Earth and moon stickers on your ceiling, maybe a UFO. I don't know what was on there, right. you know, but like all the glow in the dark shit that like they're kind of feltish yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember and those like, uh, Cypress Hill posters? Yeah, but everything had like a glow in the dark aspect to it, so it would it would hit under that black light as well. A lot of Cypress Hill posters, little Wu Tang. Yeah, the glow in the dark technology um, really took off around then yeah never believed in it when i was a kid mm-hmm. everything that i was ever handed like, hey this glows in the dark I, were they I thought <laughs> you just be gone in, well, a, <laughs> in a dark closet <laughs> well wait till you see next week's 60 minutes because they are gonna get into it you're gonna learn it was a lot of uh we fell for a lot of shit didn't we invisible ink and then we've talked a little bit about hypercolor shirts did you were you in that era of hypercolor do you have one I didn't have one, but I remember that. Familiar with that? Yeah. At J.C. Penny, a shirt that it—it's like thermal, like it, like you put your hand on it and your fingers different color there. It's so ridiculous. But it was like, yeah, this is worth an extra ten bucks. Absolutely. I just was not allowed, or not—I don't want to say allowed, but it's not really like fostered on the South Side, like fashion. It's more very much policed and monitored. Yeah. Like, what do you wear? <laughs> Right, like if I showed up with a a hypercolor shirt, or I remember uh, I did wear a Coca Cola shirt once. Remember, Coca Cola was like a brand. Yeah, and I loved that it was a brand. I was like, what people are wearing that? I love drinking that. Like that's everywhere. Coca Cola, like this is the best thing in America. And now we can just about hypercolor. Now we're wearing soda. We can put it on our shirts. It's dumb. No, but it took off for whatever reason. It was like in, right? The Coca-Cola shirts. I guess. Why was that? Uh, hey, we would wear like Marvin the Martian t-shirts and they were like expensive. You had to like go to Spencer's and spend $40 on a Marvin the Martian t-shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we got this Mickey Mouse one. You're like, you can't have a, that one. It's got to be the one where they look like they're in the 90s. You know, they've got their arms crossed and 
They look like rappers. Remember that? Every Disney, every. Uh... Of course, I remember that. I was in the back looking through the posters, <laughs> just flipping those. Remember the poster flip? That, oh, yeah. That, when I walked into a mall, I was going to flip posters. That's it. Because I had no money. No. But I wanted to look busy. Yeah. And then I was contemplating. <laughs> go there, go to Crocs and Brentano's, look in the magazines. And you know what that poster flipping did? It got me ready as a teenager for now when I try and look for rugs. That's what it did. You know how they have the rug flip at these outlet spots? Right. It's like, man, just even bigger posters, you know? That's all it is. Imagine if Kathy Ireland was eight feet by ten feet. Dude, my uh my buddy had a great bit. We would do the uh with the poster flip. So like you'd be blindside, right? Uh-huh. So, and then you know, we'd be looking at them together like sure. Madonna and right. Oh my god, dude. Oh look, you know. Yeah. And then like Someone would fall off, and then, you know, Bobby would just be like, "Dude, oh my, dude, <laughs> look!" It, and then you'd go back, <laughs> and it would be like, you know, Tom Selleck or <laughs> or uh, Hakeem Olajuwon like dunking, what? but Bobby would like <laughs> tease it like it was, "Dude, you didn't see this one? Look at this girl." It's like Pamela Anderson, but it's just <laughs> Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Uh, the blank ones were always great too. Be like, do you have any this? Can I get this one? <laughs> There's nothing there. I'll take two of them, please. I'll take two of that. Remember, you'd flip like the one side, and then you're like, oh yeah, there's oh there's some on this side too. <laughs> oh man, all right. I love looking at posters. Yeah. And when I went to uh, college, the first weekend there, they would have a poster sale outside the bookstore. Really? They must have toured the country with these things. That's awesome. And they would plop them down, and dude how do I pick what I'm going to put on my wall for the year? Everyone's going to, this is my personality, right? If you were a rich kid, wouldn't it be cool to have the poster flipper in your room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, ladies, come on, whichever poster you want. We'll just, we'll just turn to it. Wouldn't that have been an awesome I move? want that right now. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Yes. That would be so great. You don't have to, then you don't have to be like, why all are you hanging posters. all this crap up? Yeah, no, I got Ricky Martin. I got whatever you're looking for. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Well, Pat, for your birthday, you're not going to bring it in. We got the poster flipper. I thought you were going to bring me the prototype of our uh, body washer. <laughs> no. The soap dispenser body wash sponge. Would have been genius. Should have done it. Not that good of a gift giver. Can I talk about someone who is a good gift giver? Someone gave you what I think is an amazing gift, uh, pizza pizzazz. Oh my gosh, yes. What is such a great gift. I got that from my sister-in-law, Aaron and Terry. Pizza pizzazz! The Sarah and her sisters are, they're very good at gift giving. Very good at gift giving. They have it dialed in. Absolutely. It's a... Uh, Real thoughtful family. Very, very good. And and the pizza pizzazz, I've seen the work because mm -hmm. they have one at their house. It's phenomenal. And I understand you have a... So, This should be that, a sponsor. Pizza pizzazz. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. I yelled it. I yelled it twice already. Pizza pizzazz. <laughs> um, but looking at yours, you have like a pizza pizzazz pro. I think I had like a, a bootleg one, um, like an off brand, like a pizza pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I think a, this is a presto or uh, something. Yeah, but it's a pizza pizzazz. Like yeah. mine was like a pizzazz pizza, <laughs> but pizza was Pete's P E T E apostrophe S A, and um. 
because it spins the other way. <laughs> it's, it's Australian. So it's like the toilets. It's backwards. But it, um, one of the light bulbs or whatever they used to cook the food, I, I'm pretty sure it's a light bulb, wasn't as strong as the other one after a while. So like one <laughs> section of the pizza would be undercooked. Oh, wow. Like after a while when it went bad. You know what I mean? Just like you're like cutting off the outside of the pizza and like, well, you can eat the middle part. It's fine. You just can't you just can't have out here because it's a little underdone. Now, I understand that you could it's versatile, not just for pizzas, not just for pizzas. What I mean, else do you put on there? You can do uh, you can do English muffin pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, anything circular that you want to cook. I don't know. You could uh, you could perhaps make a, a quesadilla if you would. Um, I don't even, I wouldn't even know. I, I haven't really gone through the whole recipe book. You I haven't stepped out. For... You haven't, you just put the pizza mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Sometimes put it. an English muffin pizza. <laughs> I was kidding. What's your, what's on your English muffin pizza? I haven't done one of those. Let's since share Jim's recipe. How do you make your English muffin pizza? God, I haven't done this since I was a child. There was ketchup for sure. There was ketchup and seasonings because we didn't have pizza sauce. So you never, did you guys do that as children? No, ketchup seasonings and then put some cheese on there? Yeah, cheese and then whatever you could. Um, yeah, I don't remember the, but it was like pizza seasoning, basically. Oh, that sounds good. It was pretty solid. You never did that. No, but the pizzazz would be a nice uh, nice way to present that, to cook that. I was kidding. Does it get you really hot? Toaster oven. <laughs> Does it get really hot, the pizzazz, when you... No. Uh, uh, yeah, the the piece underneath, yeah, it, it's fairly, but no, it's okay. Like, like, can you do a peanut butter and jelly on there or like a grilled cheese? I'm sure you could. I mean, can you do? Do you put? Does anyone put sandwiches on there and just warm it's them gotta up? Be circular. You know what I mean? For it to really look, it's all about the wow. It's about the pizzazz. And uh, if you don't have the circle, you're losing the pizzazz. I'm excited to use it. I'm excited for you to use it. It's gonna be good. It was a good birthday. Yeah, it was a nice. Uh, it was a great birthday, man. What was the uh, What was the highlight of Irvine? Did you do anything fun out there? Just being around comedy, man. Yeah. Being in a room, being with people, being with um, comics, talking, just, you know, yeah, all of that. Was it? And the weather. Good. Yeah. Did it feel different? And you were out there like right as the mandate came out that like vaccinated people do not have to wear masks inside. Did that? What What did California feel like? I haven't been out there at all since any of this. I mean, it is, um, as they say it, right? Like they were... I think they were kind of feeling like they was pretty like strict all year. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like people were wearing masks where they, where we were here. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like anything different than I've experienced here in Chicago, to be honest with you. Dude, I had the opposite experience this weekend. Oh yeah. I was all over the Midwest. Um, uh, it's a new spinoff of our podcast. And uh, <laughs> I went, uh, terrible routing. I was in the Dells, Wisconsin Dells Friday night. So I was North. And then uh, came back, and then I was in uh, Eastern Ohio Saturday night. So nice five-hour jaunts that way. Came back, and then I went to uh, that's a haul. I know. I went to Indiana on Sunday, so it was kind of all over. Um, and look at you, man. There were people who, I mean, like some of these people are like, I, I, I would guarantee you that guy doesn't own a mask. You know what I mean? Like much less wear one. To eat. like they never bought one. Some of right. these places were. They were like, we didn't really shut down, shut down <laughs> at all during any of this. And it was just very, you know, small town Midwestern. It was great. I mean, it was a really fun weekend. But, um, yeah, like they were, it was not big news there for the opposite reason, you know? Sure. It was interesting. Did it feel good, though, just to be doing shows and being, like, yeah. were they into the, like, 
yeah. entertainment, being out, like receptive. It, everything was great. Yeah, it was fun to. Uh, it was. It was. It was more fun. Like same thing, right? Like to be on a comedy trip again. To be, you know, dealing with that stuff that you just haven't in a while, right? Like, and and, and we've talked about it before. Is it? Is it just keeps coming back? There's just ex- different experiences that you haven't had again yet, yeah. in a very long time. So it was cool just to get the normalcy of that. A five-hour drive, getting home at two thirty in the morning on the Saturday night, Sunday morning. I mean, it's brutal, but it's like, but this is, this is the life, right? This is what we chose. So it's cool to get some of that. It does feel differently, like for me too, being away from the family. That's the the. It's like that's the adjustment. It's like could imagine now. It's uh, it feels different going out for sure. Um, but you know, I'm gonna enjoy it sebastian's tour dates i don't know if anyone has checked those out they're insane yeah let's talk about it be doing most of those dates and it's um it's called the nobody does this tour and uh going everywhere man oh yeah kicking it off in nashville at the ryman which is the was the grand old opry was the grand old opry for for years and i've been in that venue amazing i've never done stand-up there oh man i'm really excited about that and I then don't uh, know. Red Rocks is on there. What? In in August, we're going to Red Rocks, going to Bahamas, and um, yeah, there's some unbelievable venues on there, man. That's amazing, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, it should be cool. It's going to be, uh, and the tickets are flying out the door. I mean. I believe that, too. He's adding shows. Really? Doing a ton of stuff in in Atlantic City this summer. And, uh, see that? I see a little Mohegan Sun action. Yep. Little Hollywood, Florida here. I got a going through Texas, New Orleans. Might have to take a uh, a road trip one of these. Oh, I hope you do, man. It'd be nice to see you guys in a different venue. That'd be incredible, man. That's awesome. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, things are looking. Uh, uh, I, I'm back in. I just booked Vegas for the fall, and they're looking at being back to a you know seven night a week club by July. They said. So I mean, you're you doing know, Brad's in September. Yeah. Uh, October, October, yeah. doing nice, it in dude. October with uh, with our friend Kevin Bozeman, but it's just like what? Are, what's the week? Fourth uh, through tenth, way too far to be promoting it. But I mean, even just that, like going from you know the the shorter weeks and everything to back to a full seven night a week comedy, like we're uh, we're seeing it. It's happening. So yeah, the Sunday we did a Sunday show, obviously, um, you know, last night, and it was sold out. And it, you know, for a Sunday night. That's, that's, you know, really good. It's incredible, man. So let's paint a picture. So it's Monday night here. This is, this is late for us. This is much later than we normally do the podcast. You were there through Sunday, flew back Monday, and we got to do it for the Brimleys. So we, uh, we decided to do a uh, late night Monday episode. A little different. How you feeling? You've had a long day. I feel good, man. Yeah. I, the energy of being here with you and Ralphie, our mascot, I mean, I'm exhausted. But pushing through. Good. No, no, I feel good. Good. You know, I'm 45 now, bud, so I can't be, uh, I can't be, I don't even remember. Can't be finishing sentences is what happens at 45 years old. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that I'm just setting myself up to be made fun of even further on this podcast, but I don't care. Um, Do you feel like you're made fun of on this podcast? (laughs) Yes. What are you talking about? That would mean that I am making fun of you. That is correct. Do you make fun of me? Yes. Okay. Not as much. That's okay. It's your birthday. Well, maybe it's because you tell stories like the one you're about to tell. Absolutely. I've crafted. Uh I'm very careful. (laughs) This image. 
And there are a lot of cracks in it. <laughs> but we don't talk about Falling it. apart. We don't no. talk about the leaky foundation. We keep it off the podcast. That's right. Like a grown-up. Not old Jim here. Let's get into it. So uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, were different. You know, Saturday I was in Ohio for shows. Friday I was in Wisconsin Dells for the largest baseball card show that has happened since the pandemic started. Wait, I, did you have a gig there? No. Oh, I thought... <laughs> All right. I was not going to tell you that at all. So leave it out of your uh, complaining about how you're driving all over the place. <laughs> wasn't complaining. Just said I was all over. All over the Midwest. Just spin said off. I was all over the Midwest spinoff. Just said I was. So Rowling around like a serial killer in the late 70s. <laughs> he was in the Dells on the 20th. And then the tw- morning of the 21st, he drove into Illinois. <laughs> around the lake into Indiana. Ended up in... Eastern Ohio. So here's the thing. I realized I'm way too late to this. I can't do this because baseball cards, sports cards in general, have gone up like 15-fold in the last couple years. Like insane monster numbers, which means the people who have been doing it a while now have insane amounts of money, right? Like, it, it, and, and that- But do they? Yes. Because and they that, sold them? Yes. Okay. And that includes children. <laughs> there are children, which is insane because the only thing we have over children is money, right? Like they need us to take them places and buy them things, right? Like you've heard the way Josephine talks about you on this podcast. Imagine if she was the breadwinner as well, what your life would be like if like, you know, she you would be holding to money? them in every way. There was a kid looked 16 or 17 years old, right? Offered a guy $57,000 cash for a baseball card right in front of me. Well, I'm going through like a $5 box, like trying to find like a cool card. $57,000 cash. While you were going through the posters? <laughs> I was flipping the posters. I was like, oh. What baseball card? 57 grand cash in front of you. And the guy goes, do you have that much money? And the kid doesn't bat an eye and goes, and plenty more. Doesn't even blink. Here's the fucked up part. I don't know how this story ended because the grown-up had to go call somebody. Like, he left the room. to t- Like, I'm picturing he had a kid that he had to, like, call and be like, hey, honey, how's school? Uh, cool. Can daddy talk to you about your Kevin Durant real quick? Oh my God! Some did he re- fifty-seven thousand dollars cash? I'm not lying, and he was like, "I don't know, man." He's like, "The last one went for sixty-three," and don't he's like, "You know, it. basketball's down right now, directly in front of me." You think that there's fifty-seven thousand dollars in cash in the Dells? This is at the Kalahari. <laughs> Res- I know. No. Really? Come on. There's this kid- like there's like twenty-five armed security guards there. Like it is, I mean, there was, it was, there was a guy there who, and it's all documented, like sold a Tom Brady for $1.7 million last year. And this is just like a dude who lives in the backwoods of Wisconsin. This world is just insane to me. It's like, I don't even want to believe that it exists. It's, 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 I mean, children, literal children are just like, and not even flinching at these things. And and it's, I mean, because I, I was, I rode the baseball card wave. I knew people that had cards. I never knew anyone that cashed in. I never knew 
anyone. I pull up to their house and, hey, how'd you, how did you do this? This pool, this, the rolls, Juan Gonzalez the reverse negative, baby. Baseball cards. Billy Ripken. Got it all through baseball. Complete remember, sets. Remember the infamous fuckface card? I bought all of them. Just get back in the car. You're just crestfallen. <laughs> just sinking into the into the seat of the car. And your kid, what's wrong, Dad? I just, I didn't keep mine in mint condition. I, I had the same cards as this asshole. <laughs> I just picture like, because we, we used to have all these little hot dog restaurants that would have baseball cards like in the tables. Do you remember that when there was a thing? They'd put oh, like yeah. stuff and then like laminate the top of it. Could you just like like the you know the guy at the restaurant just be like bust the tables open? Let's go. We got to do it. We got to crack the tables. How do they do that? What is that like that lacquer that they put over it? Because I'm always crazy, like, I want right? that on the top of my bar. Isn't that awesome? I want every bar to be like that lacquered with just stuff under it. Would that be great? Yes, it could be anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be baseball cards. It could be. It should be pictures, articles. Yeah, yearbooks, anything. But what is that? What is that lacquer? That clear. Someone's got to know. There's going to be a Brimley who's going to tell us the answer. Is that easy to do? Is that a DIY? I think it's got to be, right? You're not bringing in. You can't walk into Ace True Value and be like, hey, can you? Can I get the, the I want to lacquer some baseball card. I want to shellac. Yeah. <laughs> what, that's exactly what, what you do. shellac, by the way, when people say know. that? I don't know. Like you have a memento, but it's like, uh, it's a memento, but it's perishable. <laughs> You get it shellacked, right? It's like what, fruit like taxidermy. Yeah, it's like get some bronze. Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever you're doing, you're getting it. Yeah, I think that is kind of shellacking the, and it'd be shellacking the table in this case. I think I've had things taken under the uh, pretense of this is going to be shellacked, and then <laughs> really? it's thrown into the garbage. I think I don't think I've ever had anything returned to me shellacked. I've never known a shellacker. I wouldn't even know who to who to ask about the shellacking process. I'm gonna look that up. Is that a regional? I hope so. Hope it's not like offensive in any way. No. I don't okay. Think good. So. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I would imagine you go into a Home Depot and they would be able to get you the materials to shellac a table. Oh my gosh, I would love to screw that up. <laughs> that would be like a uh, a nailed it. They're doing this now on the food shows. I noticed they're having like who's the worst now. Yeah. And I kind of I saw that and that nailed it, which I, I like. Cole Byers, yes, yeah. funny mm-hmm. uh, and fun to watch with the kids. Um, I also think that would be a great show for, um, you know, other like <laughs> guys like us. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, we have to shellac a bar. We have to make a bar, <laughs> and they gave us all the the stuff, you know, supplies. Maybe maybe I should. Pat actually, actually pitch this. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. This, this could be pretty, actually a good idea. Yeah, this is a really great idea. Like, we're making bridges and shit. <laughs> like, the cars have to go over. Whose is worse? Yeah. Or like, um, you know, Jim's kids want a, a lofted bed and desk space. They 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 need more room in their bedroom. And This is a fantastic show idea for, like, the HGTV channels and shit. And, and have the dads compete. That's but then awesome. how do you how do you get a how do you make it a happy ending? Well, you uh I mean you, you obviously you have a winner and you tell their story and you make the other two out to be jerks, you know? Someone gets the golden hammer. You know, occasionally you bring in Nick Offerman from uh Parks and Rec as like a, one of your celebrity judges, right? You get like woodsy people. 
someone with a mustache, maybe a camouflage shirt. You got to get like the yeah, I get like the Wisconsin Northwoods versions of like the the Tim Guns of the world from all the cooking shows. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh, that wood panel in there is very smooth. I have a Nick Offerman name drop story. Do you? You gonna yeah, wando us? I, I did. I'm gonna wando on the. This is what podcasts are for, right? Let's go. You gotta fill it. Let's I, go. I, I ever told you I, I had uh, some drinks with Nick Offerman? No, but our alien overlords are listening, so please <laughs> let them hear the story. Um, at Lucy Fest, Lucy Confest. I only bring it up because he's just like the nicest guy. Yeah. The nicest guy. We were talking to him before his show. He had a theater show there and my buddy was opening for him. It was the fest. It was the Lucy Comedy Fest. And people who have heard of the Lucille Ball Comedy Fest is in Jamestown, New York, where she's from. We may have talked about yeah, it here on the podcast. Absolutely. They have really the, cool the statue there. It might be in Jamestown. It's gone viral for not looking like Lucille Ball. <laughs> so I did not know that. There's a real bad statue of her somewhere. I can't wait to see this. But anyway, it was, um, I remember the night because it was the night I first had one of those um, root beers. Like, not your... Not, not your, your father's? Not your father's root beer. And, um, oh my God, I had the worst headache the next day. Oh, I believe that. Oh my God. <laughs> But that <laughs> this Lucy Falls statue is amazingly bad. He said, um, "Yeah, isn't that bad? Real bad." I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the only reason I bring it up is because he was just such a, a nice guy, and you know, it was like we should get a drink afterwards. You know, people say that, and then sure enough, I mean, the, the guy's like a star walking down in this small town. Just really like thought that it was cool, like how he was handling himself and. Yeah. People at the bar were, um, you know, starstruck. They're like, there's the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I like this. You told me this, but I really like this. And he had a great move. And he was just like, I'll uh, shake everyone's hand or say hello, meet you, what's your name? But no no pictures, no phones. Let's just put the phones away. Let's experience this. He kind of was like, yeah, he kind of was like getting everyone to put their phones away. That's like, awesome. Let's just all be here. Let's just be, you know, it's like, that's, that was cool. That's power, man. That's great. Yeah. Good dude. Very cool. His, uh, he's from the area, right? Is he Plainfield? Yeah. He's somewhere a Chicago right area here. guy, right? Yeah. Somewhere right around here in the burbs. So that's awesome. Very cool. Those are great commercials when, uh, him and Craig Robinson, the, uh, the Cub Sox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those were great. Definitely. All right. Anyway, that was a meander into the the name drop. Uh, Nick Offerman. I, I don't. You know, you try and fill the podcast up with showbiz stuff, anecdotes stuff. Right. I love it. But that I will say that festival has always been uh, a blast, and it's cool because they um, have now this um, comedy museum there. Okay. It's almost like the, it's called the National Comedy Center. Oh, wow. And it's in Jamestown and it's this huge comedy museum. The museum. They've like curated all this significant stuff and they're really created a place to, um, you know, go appreciate comedy and the history of it. It's Where? cool. And I have not been to the comedy center yet, but every year I was there, they would talk about this vision and they were raising money for it. And actually Sebastian did a show there. Um, and I was going to be opening for him, but I, I had a conflict. I had something else going on. And I, I, so I still have not been to the comedy center. Really? And now the pandemic has, you know, pushed it out even further. But dude, that's a place that, and a fest that you would uh, 
do so great at. Yeah, and that's up you, by... And it's a really cool uh, cool town. Yeah, and that's up by between like Buffalo and Erie? Yeah, when I've gone there, I usually fly into Buffalo. Okay. And a uh, little drive down there into Jamestown. All right. It's a cool little town. I'll have to check it out. That's very cool. Yeah, if anyone's making the rounds, driving through, uh, what is that? Yeah, if you just go through up, you know, 80, out through Cleveland, and then push up through into Buffalo, you would probably run into... You've probably done that drive many a time, haven't you? Like just having buds from there for college and everything? A couple times. Yeah. Not as much as you think as I'd like I'd rather fly, but I've driven yeah. I've driven to Erie a few times. Because okay. for that club I used oh, to work. Yeah, yeah, JR's. Yeah. And then um you'd go into um Niagara Falls. Um I did drive Niagara Falls one time with Woodhull when we did a, a run to Buffalo. That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. Good times. What uh so you've got the tour dates are starting this summer. Do you have stuff coming up before that? Um, I'm going to be in Omaha at the Funny Bone this weekend. Oh, I'm nice. going to be at uh, Good Nights and Raleigh the first weekend of June. June Atta 2nd, boy. 3rd, 4th, or 3rd, 4th. Yeah, I got some stuff coming up. Going to be at Helium in Indianapolis in June. Really? And people are asking about Chicago. I'm going to be doing Chicago um, a little bit later. And then I know that that with Sebastian too, he's just saying be patient. I'm sure there will be a date announced at some point, but that's that's coming. Hell yeah! Do you have like a out of all these venues, is there one you're most excited about that you haven't been to before on the new tour? I think Red Rock. Yeah, just because of the uh, the, the legendary status of it, maybe, and I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But it's hard to it's weird to say that because it's outside. Yeah. So then I would say the Ryman because that's something that I've Man. really wanted to be. Uh, to, to do i mean red rock sounds awesome but the ryman that's where it's at for me have you been to the opry i have not been to the the new opry no okay um we saw it i saw it at the ryman actually because it was like a special engagement that they were back there i feel like and um it was one of the coolest experiences i've ever had and Wait, it, who'd like, you see there i saw i saw the opry like the grand old opry vince gill was the host oh okay Got you. So, you know, and they still, like, it's still a radio show. Yeah. And there's, like, uh, while you're there, they still do everything the old school way. There's, like, someone on stage reading commercials, like, live during the commercial breaks. Oh, that's um, awesome. They still do, and they're still broadcast out, like, just the way they used to do it, you know, when they'd go to commercial break, to just be another person on stage just reading the commercials into the mic for everyone to broadcast and listen to. Like, it is as old school as it gets. And they do a thing that I've always thought that they should do more in comedy, and they, they do it on a big scale sometimes, but very few clubs, like Zany's does it, not many do. Um, they have a headliner host. They brought, like, Vince Gill was the guy, right, who was, like, the biggest name, on, uh, everyone who was there this week, and uh, he hosted the whole thing. And it's like, well, it makes so much more sense than having, like, a no-name musician open for Vince Gill to have him go out there and do a couple songs and then be like, Hey, I got a friend who's an up and coming artist here in Nashville. Do you mind if she sings you a song or two? Like now you're invested in that person. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's the same way like a Rodney Dangerfield used to do his young comedian special where like I'm famous enough to where now I can give back and introduce you to people. Like exactly. It's, yeah. it's a very, and, but most comedy clubs, like most concerts, the least experienced person is first and then a little bit more. Right. And so your headliner right. is the one who's been. Doing, so it was just a, but like it just it clicked for me that this venue, what they've been doing for so long, like they've just they mastered the approach 
And they were just like, we're not going to change. We're going to do everything the way we used to and really make it an experience. I'm not a country music fan at all. So it was just, it was a really cool thing to watch. You sound like the biggest country music Maybe fan. Maybe a terrible story, but but really cool to see. There you the go, person. guys. A 50-minute story about the Opry <laughs> from a guy who doesn't like country music. <laughs> no. Oh. I'm fucking around. <laughs> but no. So right. To, to your point, I agree with you. I do, and I do love that. And then I also think that they have sprinkled in comedy, maybe not on the Opry, the live show. Right. But I've seen um, just through social media posts. Yeah. I know, and, and now a lot of comics are moving to Nashville. Absolutely. It's becoming I such an entertainment town and scene. Um, but Dusty Slay. Yeah. Comic that I know that's doing stuff at really the Opry. Funny, dude. Yep. Aaron Weber just posted something. I oh, think he great. did something at the Opry. Um, so that's... A, another cool thing going on in Nashville that they are letting comics kind of, you know, yeah. use the platform that they've built down in that town for, for, you know, live entertainment. But they ain't doing sold out shows at the Ryman. Yeah. Neither am I. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just opening. Still there for him, buddy. But I'm going to experience it. It'll be fun. All right. I'm, let's uh, start wrapping up. I know we've plugged a bunch of stuff, so um, I, I don't think we have to go on anything other, you know, do we have any reviews you want to, Go into we just read the, the one, one review. It was great. Uh, feel free to keep leaving us more. Thank you, yeah, Izzy. thanks, Izzy. And um, I'll throw out a documentary I just started, Crime of the Century, on HBO. Oh yeah, about like Big Pharma, OxyContin, the Sackler family. All right, let's I check it out. I started it, and uh, it's going to be something to talk about. Ooh, and we got let's give him some. You know, come on, Jim. Did you see Bonnie Raitt <laughs> at the Opry? <laughs> Not let's give the time. Brimley something to talk about. Come on, Jim. Hit it. Let's give him something to talk about. What else? You had something else. Um, no, but we uh, next week we'll also talk about that Chic documentary. Oh, yeah. We got to hit the, the Chic documentary. And, I, uh, dude, I mean, you talk about Wando. This is this is hard to say. I'm reading a book. What? Uh, yeah, I don't read a lot of books. What? what, what? I did see it like, talked about right it. out on the table when I walked in. Like, Oh, like, did you, Jim? Yeah. like with that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave it at the front door. Yeah. With that glow-in-the-dark bookmark <laughs> you had, by the way, which was really nice, just to make sure I knew you were on page 11. How do you bookmark usually? Do you uh, fold over the uh Yeah. The you page? think I'm keeping a bookmark? You think I know where one of those is? You you don't have a, a leather-bound... You think I would know you, where it was? You don't have be, a shellacked bookmark? <laughs> it would be a, in the middle of something. A baseball card, Jim. That's all you need oh, is a baseball card. Why don't you mention it? That I, is the best bookmark. That's the bookmark that, really, that I should have. That would make me want to read. That's a bad idea That's a all. scene in a movie. That's how you develop a character, right? Like, <laughs> look who's this dork reading about? Oh, wait. His bookmark <laughs> is Kirby Puckett. All right. I, I'm invested. <laughs> Man. My bookmark is hitting pause, I feel like. I, I do a lot of books on tape. I do a lot of audible. Yeah, I got to get into that. I still have not done that. You've recommended that many times. Several. And but I need to do it. It's harder to put your phone on the table, though, so everyone can see what you're reading. You know what I mean? So yeah. so having the physical book's better for you. Well, the book is <laughs> the book is uh, written by someone we've talked about on all over the place Many times, Michael Lewis. Yeah. I, I like the guy's mind. I think a lot of people out there probably do too. He wrote The Big Short. Yeah, Moneyball. Made the movie on Moneyball. He wrote, um, was it the Flash Boys? He did another one too that uh, I think they made a movie about. I always confuse him with the other guy. Did he do Marley and Me? He, yes. Yeah, did he, he really? 
Yeah, he wrote that, Jim. <laughs> no, it's not. He wrote Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> Who's that guy? That's Mitch Album. Ah, okay. I think he wrote that. He, That's what I'm thinking of. He wrote um, Brown Bear, Brown Bear. <laughs> and the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> he wrote Goodnight Moon. <laughs> okay. Isn't that what you're playing in North Carolina in a couple weeks? <laughs> yes, I am. Good Nights Rally. Yeah, I've never been to that club. I heard that's a I heard that's a good one. I hear it's a good one. Come on out, Brims. Meet them. Here's a good one, too, this tune. Oh, boy. Great jam. Play this at the opera, you think? We do. From our boys Tommy Schneeman, Greg Kennedy. Dude, I saw something. I'm going to talk about the opera that Johnny Cash Not familiar. said that he, when he was in the military, he read Morse code, and he cracked the code that Stalin died. In Russia, when they were like breaking the news, and that he broke it here. Johnny Cash. It's uh, where did you read this? I saw it on Twitter, and then I <laughs> dove in, and then like turned out that he he probably was involved, and he did read code, but he probably made that one. He probably embellished. Okay, makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't think he was. I'd like to end our podcast on that story. <laughs> Pretty random, huh? Later. See ya.